You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we have a special guest, Stanley Bergman, the chairman of the board and CEO of Henry Schein. Many of us are quite familiar with Henry Schein and rely on its broad array of products, equipment, services, and expertise to help us run our practices on a day-to-day basis. With all its achievements, Henry Schein has become a Fortune 500 company and is currently the world's largest provider of healthcare products and services to office-based dental and medical practitioners. And on top of that, under Stanley Bergman's leadership, Henry Schein has been a Fortune world's most admired company for 19 consecutive years. It's quite amazing. Stan, thanks so much for joining us on Dental Talk. Well, it's terrific to be with you. Thank you for what you do for dentistry. The work you do is terrific. You make it so easy for all of us to understand the new products out there and understand how all these new products fit in within the whole dental arena. So great to be here with you today, Phil. Yeah, it's a real honor to have you on the show, and thanks for those kind words. Um, I'm very excited to chat with you today about a variety of different topics. But before we get started, I would like to say on a personal level how much I've enjoyed our friendship over the past 20 years. For me, honestly, you're one of the most inspiring people I have crossed paths with in the dental industry. And I really believe it's rare these days to know someone who is not only an outstanding leader, so accomplished and successful, but also someone who is so modest, compassionate, and generous as you are. So I just wanted to begin with that. And having the opportunity to know and work with you, Stan, for two decades now, it makes me very happy to say thank you for our friendship. That means a huge amount. Thank you. So let's begin with technology. You became CEO in 1989, just around the time the world was beginning to understand the implications of digital technology. Big thing. Under your leadership, Henry Schein established itself as, and continues to be, a critical part of the entire evolutionary process of the so-called digital dental practice. What are your thoughts now about where we are today in the evolutionary process of the dental practice, and how is Henry Schein helping dental professionals get the most out of the newest and best dental technologies on the market? So, Phil, uh, in 19... early 90s, about 91, 92, we went to the dentists in the United States and said to the dentists in the United States, you need to use a PC, a personal computer in your practice. We introduced what was then a DOS system into the dental practices. About uh, 10,000 dentists bought those systems and we moved dentistry really into the world of the PC. What happened since then is The PC was really on the side. It was an accounting machine. But we moved that PC to become the clinical workstation, central to the practice of dentistry, chair side to the dentist. And where this is all heading is that chair side clinical computer, if you will, is evolving into an intraoperable device, connecting to a whole bunch of activity going on in the practice. Of course, in its simplest form, the X-ray is now an image machine as much more a piece of software than a piece of hardware. And it's not about the steel any longer. It's about the interoperability to the practice management system, to the electronic medical record. And so you've got the image. You've got the prosthetic device, the scanner, the DI. That is now integrated into the practice 
And so where is this all heading? Well, dentists want to communicate far more with their patients digitally. They want to explain to their patients why dentistry is important. If somebody goes on the internet and looks up dentistry, we want to direct those in the public trying to find out about dentistry to a particular dental practice. What this all involves is a significant advancement in CAD-CAM, artificial intelligence, of course. The whole world of interoperability is huge. And where this is heading is dentists are going to be able to use the computer in the practice to a far greater extent to guide high quality clinical services. We're in the age of the computer becoming key to clinical dentistry. And that makes so much sense. And you've done an amazing job partnering with manufacturing companies that make this technology. Just like you said earlier in the podcast, how we've made it easy for dentists to learn things online through Viva Learning, you've taken these, the best of the best, put them together and presented them to your customers so that they could integrate these great technologies into their practice where it makes sense. That's just been an amazing thing Shine has done. I've heard you say several times in the past that it's important for a company to reinvent itself every five years or so. And I think over the years, a key reason why Shine has been able to do this so successfully is because it really understands the needs of its customers. And practice management software certainly is a big part of this. And as we know, it's become essentially the digital hub of operations, as you said earlier, of a dental practice. Now, your team led the way in this area with the introduction of Dentrix in 1989. And only a few years ago, Henry Schein reinvented itself again when it formed a new company called Henry Schein One. Can you share with us why it was formed and what Henry Schein One is designed to do for the dental practice? So, Phil, what dentists want is quicker and better dentistry. And for that to really be achieved optimally using the best of technology, it requires a platform that hooks in to all the available technology that may be appropriate. So Henry Schein has believed in open architecture since day one. We'll hook our software to any appropriate third-party software our own software that we may invest in, so long as it's secure. And you know, cybersecurity is a big challenge today. So what we have accomplished through our Henry Schein One joint venture is to take the Henry Schein practice management software, electronic medical record, and combine that with revenue cycle management, revenue cycle activities to ensure that from the beginning of the patient's visit to the practice all the way to collecting the funds that that is managed but then the big thing is to get patients into the chair to educate the public on the importance of oral care that there's a direct correlation between good oral care and good health care all of that is encompassed in the idea of bringing together henry shine with internet brands practice management activities and that's largely demand generation. Internet brands, who, by the way, own WebMD, are experts in the consumer side of the digital world. We are experts in the practice of dentistry, bringing them together so that there's a way to connect the dental practice faster, quicker, with the public is what Henry Schein One is all about. All 
while understanding that it's about quicker dentistry, better dentistry, using devices that are out there and using systems that are out there that we will connect. So we are proponents of open architecture. And quite frankly, over the years, we've turned down opportunities to work with organizations that are into closed architecture. That's made us uncomfortable. Sometimes, sometimes the best software and the best devices we have not brought to the market until those companies have agreed to open architecture. So essentially, Henry Schein One offers the dental practitioner infinite possibilities of expanding their practice using new technologies that we aren't even aware of now that can help bring patients into the chair. The openness of, of the architecture, as you talked about, makes it limitless. Is that the goal? That's the goal. And the vision, for example, and we're not very far away, is for the electronic medical record firstly to be the record of everything that is involved in a patient's oral care and connecting that to the medical record. We have that capability. That's critical. But at the same time, we want to bring to market programs such as giving the practitioner the ability to scan all their patients, their imaging, their notes, and then decide who amongst their patients is a candidate for an aligner, a digital aligner, who in their patient base is a candidate for implants, who in their patient base needs some other form of dental care. And the goal is to give that information to the practitioner and develop the treatment plan on behalf of the practitioner so the practitioner can look at it, save time, but come up with the best quality of care. So it's really about providing the best quality of care to the patient base using technology. That's what this platform is all about. Yeah, and, and the upside to the artificial intelligence uh, improvements that we're seeing across the, the world in technology will certainly fit into this beautifully for diagnosis and speeding up diagnosis and getting the care to the patients that need it most, prioritizing yes. treatment plans. It's, it's amazing stuff. Well, we want to bring testing in general, whether it's COVID testing or other kinds of testing, into the dental practice. Amazing. Because dentist, of course, is a very great, is a terrific craftsman. But above all, the dentist is a gateway to our health. And if we can empower dentists to be in a position to provide good, solid clinical advice to patients, we are doing a great service for dentistry. And that's where we're heading. The whole health system is all tied into the oral cavity. And, and that's spot on, correct, with all the research that's being put out there right now. Um, let me ask just on a different thought here. For many dentists, there comes a time in their career where they decide to make a change. And it could be leaving an associate position and starting their own practice, expanding and renovating an existing office, or even selling their practice. How does Henry Schein help a dentist navigate through all this? Because as we know, these kinds of decisions can get complex and often require substantial capital. Yes, Phil. From the dentist's point of view, there are many options a dentist may have. And it's not really only related to age, at different stages in their career. And through our practice trans transitions business, and also through the two and a half thousand Henry Schein dental field sales consultants around the world, we are well positioned to guide the dentist to ask the probing questions. What do you want to do with your life? And, you know, dentists may not think that through without somebody that can analyze the options with them. And once the options are decided, then we can narrow them, and then we can introduce the dentist to potential buyer, 
to a potential group that they may want to go into that may fit their specific needs. And not all groups are the same. And we will guide the practitioner to find the right way to continue with their ambitions, whether it's a younger practitioner, even just out of dental school, or it's somebody that is towards the end of their career but doesn't want to necessarily stop, or maybe be somebody that wants to be out in a year. Or sometimes we have sad situations where somebody has to get out of the practice quickly. We are well positioned to help guide the practitioner to the right solution for their need, and we have many, many alternatives, customers that are interested in buying a practice, partnering with a practice, or establishing a practice in conjunction with the graduate or another dentist. Yeah, it's amazing stuff. I mean, in 1980s, early 80s, I practiced endodontics, graduated Penn, and Henry Schein was the catalog I went to to buy my endodontic supplies. And to think back then where Henry Schein is now with all the things that you offer a dental practitioner, it's just what an amazing voyage you've you've experienced in the last 31 years of of running this company. It's just forget about the billions of dollars you you, you brought in in revenue. We we know that, but it's just how it actually affected the people, the individuals that are in the career, their patients, the satisfaction must be amazing. And I actually get the same, a similar satisfaction in, in educating uh, hundreds of thousands of dentists a month. Well, it's not so much about the revenue for you or for us. The revenue comes. If we can help practitioners operate a more efficient business so that they can provide better clinical care, and it is a business because we're in the free market, and the free market is really a very effective way of providing health care. Right. Uh, of course, there are all sorts of cushions that have to be put around that, but at the end of the day, free market dentistry is terrific. Right. If we can help practitioners operate a more efficient practice by providing better clinical care. You and us, we're the winners. Right, and, and that's exactly what I tell my son who is working very closely with me at Viva Learning. I said, Eric, don't worry about the revenue. The products have to be good. The people will come. You got to provide something that Correct. the customers want and make sure it's really good stuff and don't worry about the money. If we can briefly talk about the pandemic. Before COVID-19, the last major pandemic occurred about 100 years ago, and it was thought that these kinds of events happen once a century. But now, the prevailing opinion is that pandemics may occur more frequently. This of course is not what any of us want to hear, but it could be a new norm. As dental care providers, manufacturers, and distributors, what do you think we've learned most from the current pandemic? And what can we do going forward to ensure that we're all better prepared for the next major outbreak? So as a society, Phil, we've learned that dentists are on the front line of providing health care. So, and I think whether it's government or it's dental associations, the American Dental Association, the Donic Association, all those have understood that during challenging times, epidemic, pandemic, dental practices need to be operating because they will ensure that patients are triaged away from the hospital. Dentists need to help the public take care of themselves so that the public doesn't end up in the ER, or the emergency room of hospitals crowding it, not enabling ER doctors to take care of the real sick. So, our job on the industry side is to help practitioners ensure that they have the best of infection control and the sepsis control products. In that connection, we, of course, have a lot of experience 
going back to the mid-80s when it was alleged for the first time that a dentist contracted AIDS from a patient. And since then, I think Dennis and Henry Schein has worked very closely with Dennis, have been well positioned to help practitioners practice asepsis control, infection control. Dental practices are very safe. So the key is for us to ensure that that's the case. That includes, by the way, ensuring adequate PPE, adequate tips, and I might add, positioning Dennis to be in a, uh, in a position to inoculate, to provide vaccines. These are all areas we're working on. Dentists are part of the healthcare community. They are not technicians, yes, they have a craft, but they're part of the wider spectrum of healthcare. They deserve to be brought into the system and we're fighting for that. As a distributor, a leading distributor worldwide, are you planning to inventory more PPE in the future because of this pandemic? Yes, our supply chain for PPE is actually quite good. The challenge for us was that in April of 2020, the country in the US and a couple of other countries around the world were challenged. There was not enough PPE. So we were approached by the government to open our warehouses with PPE and provide a significant amount of our PPE to hospitals. We did that. It was the right thing to do for the country at the time. It was the right thing to do from a public health point of view, the right thing to do from a humanity point of view, but we did not have enough product for dentists for about six weeks. Uh, as part of the, the government in the US program, uh, the program to bring product in from around the world and help establish manufacturing in the US, we were up and running quickly. We've learned a lot from that. And I think with the collaboration of the US government and other governments around the world, we will ensure that we have adequate supply of PPE for dentists. You know, we were early on in establishing OSAP, as you may recall, on infection control dentistry, but we've also been working since 2015. We were the, the industry lead in establishing the Pandemic Supply Chain Network, which is a group that does similar work to Gavi on vaccines to ensure that vaccines are there. Garvey, of course, is funded by the Gates Foundation, and we provided similar work together with J&J uh, &J and Beckton Dickinson to establish the Pandemic Supply Chain Network, working closely with the World Bank, the World Food Program, the World Health Organization, to ensure that the global supply chain is more efficient. A lot of the work we had suggested be done wasn't done, but I think the world has listened. And I believe that we will have much better access to supply chain capabilities in the near future. And a good segue into my last question of this podcast. Under your leadership, Henry Schein has done a remarkable job in the area of social responsibility. And I know a lot of that comes from you. Can you tell us about Henry Schein Cares Foundation and its efforts to expand access to care for at-risk and underserved populations around the world? Yes, Phil. Uh... You say me, our, our team, the whole company is committed to what we call doing well by doing good. It's the notion that Benjamin Franklin conceived two centuries ago in the city that you went to dental school, mm -hmm. the concept of enlightened self-interest. The business of business is not only business, but the business of business is to work with all the constituents of society to advance the needs of society. 
We believe in that. A purpose-driven business is our philosophy. And that's the way we have advanced with the goal of providing access to oral care and actually access to care in general, bridging the gap between those that have access to oral care and those that don't. Making sure that everyone has access and in that connection have established programs such working with the ADA in this instance, such as Give Kids a Smile, which is a key part of our philanthropy, where we have many different programs, back to school, holiday cheers. We've worked significantly on diversity in dentistry, having been a co-founder of the ADA's Minority Leadership Institute. We work closely with the National Dental Association and are right now involved with the National Medical Association in advancing vaccination in uh, diverse communities that are underserved. Unbelievably impressive. And, and we thank you again, Stan, for all the efforts you've put in to helping the world get better medical and dental care that otherwise would not have access to it. Thank you, Stan, for accepting Viva Learning's invitation to be on our show today and share your thoughts and insights with us. It's been an absolute honor for me personally, and, and I'm sure for our audience and we hope you can join us again on another podcast in the near future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Phil. It was great to spend time with you.